What's up, Zero to Hear podcast fans? Welcome back to the show. The next few episodes, we're going to be doing a little something different, connecting with uh, business people, entrepreneurs, whoever really, and just kind of chatting about how their industries are changing over the last few weeks uh, with this health crisis going on right now. First up, Brady Carpenter, he is in the financial services industry. He kind of gives us a breakdown of what's changed, how his business is adapting, what's going on with this crazy stock market up and down every single day, uh, where he projects that to go in the future. A lot of fun episodes coming at you. Tune in. Let me know what you think. Write us a review. We'd love to hear from you guys. Brady, thanks for doing this, buddy. No problem. Baby number two is two days old, and you are uh, shifting your schedule around to be part of this podcast. It means a lot to me. <laughs> I, 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 as I said, baby number two is easy. The newborn is, is easy. It just eats and sleeps. Totally. And you, uh, you unfortunately don't have the parts to help eat, so you're, you're just cleaning no. diapers, eh? Uh, not even. Um, I mean, uh, my wife, this is, I won't say it's her job, but, um, this is kind of her responsibility. She takes, she's taken responsibility. It's probably the best way to say this. Um, and, um, I mean, my job will be the two-year-old. Yeah. That's, that's the realistic situation when, when she comes home, she hasn't even met the newborn yet. So she's staying with uh, mom and dad or something, uh, with, with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. Gotcha. Um, we didn't want to, not that we think we're infected, but you know, you don't want to take a chance. Older people are more susceptible. So we just said, you know what, they can have her for a couple of days and she has a lot of fun up there. So they're up in Squamish and yeah, it's, it's going to be a unique challenge with two. I don't, I don't doubt that, but it is what it is. Totally. Life's changed a lot in the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. For a, a lot of people, yeah. um, I have quite a few clients that, I mean, I try to be proactive. That's probably one of the biggest things, you know, send out a big email, kind of the standard stuff, yeah. and then just on a one-on-one basis, reach out to people. Um, and, you know, I've been shocked at how, at people's reactions. Um, I don't know if it's just because of the people I work with or whatever, but um or this is just easier to understand, you know, like you guys have seen the movie, the big short, yeah. but you look back at 2008 and everybody still kind of goes, sorry, what happened? Yeah, like, totally. What, whereas this is, Oh, everyone's getting sick. We're shutting down the economy. Yeah. I kind of get that. Um, the investment markets are going to get hit. Um, and a common theme from basically all my younger clients that have good liquidity are, how do we get, how do we attack this? Um, and the older ones that have cash again, are same mentality. How do we attack this? Um, or it's, yeah, we're down, but like, we just don't touch anything. I have, you know, 250 grand in GICs, which at the time kind of was like, Oh yeah, it's stupid. Two, seven, eight, 2.78% interest rate. Like that's boring when your investments are doing eight to 12 or 15 even. Yeah. Um, 
But now you kind of go, wow, two seven eight sounds real good. <laughs> totally. Um, is now a time where you're cashing that stuff out though, and being a little more aggressive? Like what I you mentioned that a lot of your young people are looking for opportunity right now. Is like obviously they're, you know, you hear these analogies of don't try to catch the falling knife and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. like it's come off so significantly in the last what four weeks roughly. Yeah. Is <sighs> is now a time to be more aggressive investing? So uh, a big question I always come back to is timelines. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, when do you need this money? I'm 35 or 30 and I'm not retiring till 60-ish or or I say retirement but like the ability to stop working at 60 to 65. Yeah. Oh, cool. Have you lost your job? No, I'm still working from home. I did a lot of and again, I'm giving an example obviously. Um I'm still working from home. I worked from home a lot. Okay, what's your liquidity like? Like, what if work stopped? Can you can you survive for six months? Can you survive for eight months? And if I don't know, again, if it's some people I just work with, but a lot of the the answers are yeah, no problems. And because they're sitting on you know forty, fifty, sixty grand, and your expenses have dropped. Yeah. That's another realistic situation. I mean, I looked at. <laughs> my credit card bill for for two weeks and it was like 57 dollars. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm, when is the last time i've seen a credit card bill that low so, um, so you don't have 150 packages of toilet paper in your garage right now you know so so it's hard not to buy into the panic right <laughs> totally um, and, and but i did a quick count and was like okay what do we have and fortunately we have uh space in our house so my wife is a bit of a hoarder regardless. Um, it's like, okay, how, how much toilet paper do we have? She's like, we have two packs. And I'm like, oh, God, like, what 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 size packs? Like, 24? She's like, 48. And I'm like, oh. Jeez. And then you kind of go through, like, how – sorry. I said, how long is that going to last us? And you kind of do the math, and you're like, oh, that's like a year's worth of toilet paper. Exactly. And I'm like, uh and if I really got desperate, I'm going to the shower to hose down, if anything. Um, but you, you can't help but not mind the panic. Um, but I think that's where if you've gone down your list of things, which common things, right? What are you spending that doesn't need to be spent? And mm-hmm. I spoke with a client. I think this is good advice for anyone. Go through your budgets. Oh, and a client's like, I was spending $100 a month on dry cleaning. And I was like, yeah, you're not going to spend that right now. Um, and he's like, yeah, I had no idea. And I probably, I mean, the bad part is he probably won't go back to spending a hundred dollars a month on dry cleaning, yeah. which is bad for business and the economy. Um, but good for his bank account. Totally. Um, I think obviously alcohol sales at the BCLs and probably again, maybe you can answer the question at brewer- breweries that deliver are up <clears throat> because people are drinking but what else what else do you do i mean i could probably drink i could have a bailey's and coffee in the morning and a beer at lunch and then a beer with dinner and be like yeah cool like it's just it's easy um you're not driving you're not going anywhere especially now this kid's out i I have (laughs) minimal responsibility to go anywhere um but i think from a young person's perspective if timelines are long things are on sale um I mean, to give you a couple examples of stocks, right? Like RBC was hovering around $95. 
and they paid like a four and a half, five percent dividend yield. Well, everybody thought it was a good stock at $95. And I mean, I don't know what it's at right at this second, but, uh, and I'm looking. Um, what do we got for RBC here? Um, it's sitting at $58, hmm. right? I think I saw it as low as 46. So it was off 50%. Wow. That that's a good deal. And I think it's a good opportunity. Now, one of the big things is people go, where do I, when do I get in? And I'm like, fucking, excuse my language, flip a coin. Like, who knows? The analysts are throwing up their sheets right now going, we have no idea how to gauge this. Because obviously the government's coming in with stimulus packages and tax breaks and all these things. And, you know, I'm, I'm telling people, you guys are going to pay for this later. I hope you, everybody understands that. Yeah. Right. Um, this isn't just free money that you get to sit around all day and play video games or, or eat Cheetos. Um, that this is going to cost later. And as long as everybody accepts that and, and I mean, I do, but, um, I think again, if you can save now, the other option is dollar cost average, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. Uh, why don't you explain it? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, basically, Putting the same amount of money in, say you were saving 500 bucks a month, well, just continue to do that on a weekly basis. Spread it out over four weeks or every other week, biweekly, and, and buying on the averages to make sure that you know the stock price or, or fund price is at 10 bucks this week and next week it's at 12 bucks and then the week after it's at nine bucks. You're putting in the same dollar amount and focusing on things you can control. Mm. You're averaging your price out. Because, again, with the volatility of the market right now, it's moving so fast. Yeah. And if you're only putting it, your money in once a month, you don't know. And so similarly with people that – and I get a lot of younger clients going, okay, I want to buy some stocks. And one of the big problems I've seen is they go to set up an account because everybody wants to do it now, right? Mm -hmm. And whether it be Wealth Simple Trade or Quest Trade, or RBC Direct Investing, or Scotia I Trade, or what insert whatever direct investing, a, a lot of them don't have the capacity for the amount of people that are on these right now. Which, Interesting, really. Uh, yeah, I've had, I, I was having a call with a, a client this morning, and he's like, I've tried to get onto my RBC Direct Investing three times, and it just keeps crashing. <laughs> well, Simple Trade, I'm on the wait list. Uh, Quest Trade is like taking forever. And I'm like, I take that as a bit of a positive sign um, that people are attacking this. And I know he's like, well, maybe they're selling. I'm like, but are you setting up an account? If you, you, or you would have had to already buy whatever you're, you, you purchase or like whatever stock you have to sell it. So wouldn't you already have an account already if you weren't, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that being said, um, it, you, you hear economists saying like, this is going to get worse. And, you kind of sit there and go, okay, what are my timelines? If it's, you know, 15 years for this money, now is a good time. If it's six months from now you need this money, yeah, now is a terrible time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think really taking that step back, I know I've had a few clients want to, to leverage, borrow money for investment purposes and get it into the equity market. And much like real estate, you could borrow money for, traditional investments um, and pay interest only, which is deductible mm -hmm. and get a hundred grand working quicker instead of 
you know, 400 bucks a month because interest rates are low too. And, but I, I let people know you got to have a big stomach is probably the nice way I'll put it because this thing is going to be up or down 10 to 15 to 20% on a daily basis. So close your eyes and hold on. And if you can actually do that and buy into it, you know what? Now is a good opportunity. Um, can you answer this crap. question? The So I think a lot of people are like, there's obviously a lot of people are, are in positions where they're struggling a bit financially right now, whether it be they're small business owners and they're having to close or, or they're getting laid off and now they're on EI. That's whatever, 65% or something like that of your normal salary. Yep. What do, what does this, what does all this influx of cash into the economy through all these incentives, what does that mean for Canada's economy long-term? Because I think a lot of people are, are reaching out for these incentives right now, trying to fix their short-term survive. issue. Right, totally. Survive short-term for the next three months or whatever. But what does that mean for them long-term that Trudeau, what did he say? 82 billion he was putting into the economy last week or something like that? Which may not even be enough. Right. Um. You know, and that's where I've tried to set the perspective, and I've had a lot of conversations with people, some good and some stupid, um, where, I mean, one of the comments was, you know, why wasn't the healthcare system prepared for this? Because you didn't want to pay more tax. (laughs) Well, but they should have been prepared. You should have been prepared to pay more tax. Like, There's no other way around it. Yeah. you know, and I think setting those expectations, so the rich are going to get richer here. Mm-hmm. That's the realistic situation. But they're also going to pay more tax. Right. Um, I mean, the top tax rate in BC right now is 54%-ish, 53.9 or something. Is it that um, high? that go up yeah, above, I thought it was like 45.7 yeah, or something like that. It was It was 40, 49.8 last year. Oh. Um, so anything above 220000 of T4 income is like, 53.9%. Um, and huh. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that get to like 60 or 65% wow. in the coming years, um, which is insane. But, I, and my wife made a good point because I pointed to my, my daughter and I was like, ah, we're mortgaging her future. And she goes, at least she has a future. Hmm. And I kind of went, that's a really good point. I would rather be alive and in debt than dead and not debt. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I say debt, but like, I, I think, what does it mean for the economy? There's also going to be a big push when everything gets back, when people start to get back on their feet, where people are going to want to spend. Uh, I, I think the people that have money, for the people that don't right now, you're just going to have to buckle up, take as many, there, There's no. there's no pride here, there's no, um, there's no hiding. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in this boat together. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You're affected in some way, shape or form. Oh, oil's down. Oh, gas is cheap. Yeah. You want high oil prices. You want, those are good for the economy. Yeah. Um, I think just bearing in mind, it's, there's going to be some pain and there's going to be some changes to industries too. Um, which I think, is good. Um, I think some of the pain that the industries are going through from a technology space, I mean, 
they're painful, but they needed to happen. Totally. So now this is kind of the kick in the ass that people have needed. And I mean, for me, I, I did digital meetings. I did digital signatures, um, which compliance crapped on me, but I go, I make it easy for clients. So this transition, I go, oh, what's changed? <laughs> um, I think airlines are going to struggle because people are learning on the Zoom that, or, or whatever your teams or whatever space you want to use um, that you don't have to spend that five grand traveling across the country. Totally. We can accomplish it. So let's save the five grand. Let's give you a discount. I keep more profit. We win-win. Um, it's, it's, that's the opportunity. Or there's going to be opportunities there. But for the guys struggling right now, I sympathize. That's, what, that's the realistic situation. Um, I mean, I sympathize with landlords. I sympathize with renters. Um, again, I've seen some obnoxious, like, change.change, you know, the www.change.org. Where it's like, we should forgive all student debt. And you're like, no, like that's not realistic, guys. Come on. I get we're like, we're pushing and I, I completely, have to, but no, like, don't be stupid. Um, and, and I think taking, taking solace that we're all in this together. That's, that's, that's all we can do. Um, and understanding there's going to have to be sacrifices. There's going to have to be sacrifices in the near term, sadly. Um, I mean, obviously we, we don't know where we are in this like curve of, uh, the COVID-19, but there's going to be some deaths and that's sad. Like, I, I don't mean to be nonchalant about it, but like, that's going to be the near term pain. Mm -hmm. And, but I think surviving and just understanding, you know what, we're all in this together. Um, I, I think the connectivity that comes out of this from people. Uh, it's sad that humans are, have such short-term memories with regards to this pain of like how can, sorry, how connected we really are. Totally. Um, yeah. That I, but I, but I think trying to remember that and also just stay calm because there's, this is, there's nothing you can really do. This is completely out of everyone's control. And the other side of this, maybe this is an opportunity to get out of that dead end job. Or learn that skill that you liked. I mean, I spoke with one of my clients. He's like, you know, I got laid off. Kind of sucks. I got some money coming in. I have some savings. I think I want to become a copywriter. And I was like, cool. No time like the present. Totally. Um, and and those are the things to me that I go, awesome. Maybe this is going to be an opportunity. It's going to be painful along the way. Um, we're going to pay more taxes. We're going to be in debt for a long time as a country. Um, but I think also banding together to realize like, you know, we're in this together. Like this is, we're in the shit. So how do we work together as best as possible? Um, I think you're going to see some changes to the healthcare system for the positive, more funding. Yeah. Um, because it has to. And there's no way they could have been prepared for this. Um, I, I, I think down the dates you're going to see a little bit more socialism wake up um because they can't survive without a public health care system as you're kind of seeing um but and also realizing you know this i'm just using the states those 10 million service workers that are laid off right now 
we kind of thought they were useless and we were only paying a minimum wage. <laughs> we don't really realize how screwed we are without them. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, what was, what was, what was Henry Ford's like? He wants to pay his employees well enough that they can buy that car or the car that they make the, the, whatever the Ford was. I'm not a car guy, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think you're going to see some changes that are, are going to be good for all, but also the rich are going to get richer here. That is the reality. Um, but yeah, long-winded answer. I don't know. I, I don't know what the economy holds. It's, it's scary and uncertain. And that's the common theme I've heard from anyone and everyone is like, holy crap, what's going to happen? I don't know, but hold on and realize that what you can do about it is fairly nominal. Um, but just remain calm. I mean, a good friend of mine is, is, um, living down in San Fran right now and 40 million people in the state locked down. You're like, Oh my God, that's crazy. In a small state relative to our country. Like how's, how's the like kind of, I say energy, but like, how is everyone? And he's like, you can tell everybody's anxious, right? but everybody's fairly calm. And you're like, okay, it's got to remain that way because uh, they use the analogy of a plane. If somebody's panicked, if one person's panicking on a plane, it usually fizzles out. If eight people are panicking on a plane, it doesn't usually fizzle up. It usually <laughs> snowballs. And so you're kind of sitting there going, okay, how do we, how do we remain that calm? And just, uh, I mean, one of the, one of the problems, uh, and I don't mean to blame the boomers, um, I've talked to a lot of them that are like, nobody tells me what to do. I'm still going out. And you're like, yo, you know, you're the, like the most likely to die. You know, like I'm a healthy young male. Uh, I'm probably the least likely and I'm staying in. But like, you should probably check yourself. Like, you've got 50 rolls of toilet paper, you know, like you already have that. So you don't need to go get your toilet paper. And maybe don't stand so close to me. (laughs) uh, uh, Just give me a bit of, it's just, it's, it's surreal to me. Um, But I think you're going to see a change of the guard. If that generation dies off too, where um, the next generation's going to get the money sooner, sadly. Um, I'll be with smaller tax liabilities, which is probably good, but also bad for the government. Like you just, you start going down this rabbit hole of, of, holy crap, what could happen? And it's deep and it's dark and it's endless. Let's switch that mindset a little bit there then. I like focusing more on how can how can I pull the optimism out of this situation? How can I pull the positives out of this situation? So for cool. let's talk more about like small business owners, entrepreneurs, people running their own business. How can they how can they be proactive? You mentioned something earlier of like proactively reaching out to clients. And that's something I've been trying to do in the last couple of weeks is just like mm-hmm. go through my entire database. Everyone I've done a deal with in the last six years, try to reach out to them. Ask them how their family's doing. Are they still loving the neighborhood? Just like it's an excuse while you're slower to focus on the relationships that have got you to where you are kind of thing. So like how can how can entrepreneurs be – proactive in terms of progressing their business for when this does finally blow over, whether it's two months from now, six months from now, I have no idea, but like, how can we set ourselves up for success when we're back to normal? Yeah, that's, that's a great mindset. And so thank you for bringing that back too. Cause I can go negative pretty quickly. <laughs> um, um, 
I think so maybe I'll give the example like what I'm looking at doing. Yeah. Um those infrastructure projects that always kept got kept getting pushed um because I was too busy is it in the business? Yeah. yeah. Um I can now go, yeah, let's spend some time. Now obviously you go, oh God, should I be spending this money? Well, it, if you've gone through your liquidity, not, not every business owner has that flexibility, but also looking at right now, some of these, these uh, loan situations from BDC or the government that are coming out, and you're sitting there going, so you're going to give me 40K, uh, interest-free for 12 months, and you're possibly going to forgive 10K? Like, yo, I'm all over that. That's free money. And uh, I'm going to take that. And yes, I'm going to invest in my staff as well. Um, but I also sit there and go, well, you know, that five grand infrastructure project I've been looking at doing or 10 grand, whatever it may be, I'm willing to spend that money. And knowing that, okay, 10 of it's kind of free. Um, I think trying to find ways to generate revenue. I mean, I, I've been impressed by the gyms, which have been hit so hard, um, with their their flexibility to go, okay, we're going to do Instagram workouts or we're going to do YouTube workouts. And it's by donation for a lot of these people. Mm -hmm. um, I think working with landlords, uh, if they're if they're a tenant of a place, um, if they're a good tenant, no landlord wants to lose them. So how do you work out a deal with them? Like trying to, trying to be proactive in those senses. And as you mentioned, reaching out to clients. Who have you done business with in the past or or currently? And how are they feeling? What's going on? What's, what's their anxiety level? And just sharing with them like, Hey, we're all in this. Like there's, there's nobody that's exempt. And here's what I'm finding other people do. Here's what, here's what I'm doing. And I think that connection has, has come out fairly positive, but take advantage of these, these loan situations. And, and I've had clients go, well, I don't need debt. You go perfect. But like, why not? It's cheap. It's easy. They're, they're giving it out. Will you, when they shouldn't be yeah. really um because most of the time when when people need money the most banks don't give it <laughs> um, so this is that situation like we got to take advantage of it and and invest in development and find ways to get creative um for your I business think, personally have you like have you looked at it seems like the financial service industry is a pretty old school industry very. A lot of how the day-to-day -day works, you envision this person, you know, suit and tie, kind of very formal. Have you looked at, a, you know, progressing in terms of online stuff, whether it's like building free content on social media platforms or like using other technology to help down the road when this gets better? Isn't that what, isn't that what this is? 100%. <laughs> no, um, I, I have. And you know what's so it's it's been very interesting. Obviously, there's not a lot of distractions right now. So sports being yeah. the big one for for all of us yeah. um, or most of us. Um, I mean, they're showing reruns, which is kind of interesting. But um, so the Quest trades and the the uh, Scotia I trades and the Well Simples, you don't see their commercials. People don't want to do it on their own when when shit hits the fan. For the for the vast majority is what I'd say. Hmm, okay. uh, obviously, there's those people out there that will do it on their own, no matter what. Um, but they use the term bull market is when 
doing it on your own is good. When things are going up, yeah, it's easy. I'd rather do it on my own. But when things go south, that's when they want to hear from people. And I think, I mean, I don't work well from home at the best of times with a two-year-old and now a newborn around. Um, but I think learning to do that is a is a skill that is is nice to to build. And I think I've I've looked at a few of the like, oh, let's put out free content. Let's, for the most part, like. People are too distracted and they don't want to listen to shit like this. And uh, for the vast majority of my clients, I phone them. I'm like, hey, have you looked at my account? They're like, I don't want to look at it. I'm like, okay, well, burying your head in the sand isn't good either. Um, But hey, did you know that like your account's only down 4%? They're like, what? Yeah, well, you had a bunch in cash. We knew we were going to need to touch it. Like, it's okay. And they're like, I thought I was down like 40. And you're like, because you listen to the fucking news. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which their objective is to sell advertising, not to provide news. Um, so I think for, for me personally, I've looked at a few things. I did a few online marketing things to see like, Oh, how would it work? Um, and I found it a bit of a waste because especially right now, people want to hear a voice at, at least for the vast majority. Hey, it's okay. You're, you're doing fine. Did you know your account is still up overall, like 40% because you've done so well over the last eight years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it sucks to be down right now, but we continue to plug in money. Have you lost your job? And just that comforting feeling to to hear somebody else on the other side going, we're going to be okay. Do you need this money? No. Exactly. Even just the practicality with real estate, it's very similar, right? The practicality yeah. of saying, well, are you planning on selling today? No, I, I plan to live here for the next five years. Okay, well, you're not realizing any losses. It doesn't matter what the value is today. It makes no what? difference. If you even if your stock goes down twenty percent tomorrow morning, you're not selling it tomorrow. It doesn't like it. It doesn't really affect you today. It, exactly, and I think this is this is that where, where that opportunity comes in. And I mean, uh, I literally went through all of my my investment clients and was like, okay, let's look at the top, you know, four hundred. And let's look at their liquidity. Let's reach out. Let's have a conversation. Let's see what's going on. Let's see about their fears. Let's look at their jobs. Let's update everything. And spending some time on those those infrastructure things that sometimes just go by the wayside because you're busy. Yeah. And it's easy to do. It's easy to try and generate business than it is to work on the the foundational stuff that actually helps you scale. Um, and I think that's where I've tried to take that mindset. And then also giving people a break. Nobody is working at full capacity. Or, or again, I'm generalizing, but the vast majority of people are not working at full capacity. Mm-hmm. Like if my if my two-year-old, if she was home right now, she'd be running into the bedroom, you know? So, daddy, daddy, daddy. You know, like there's just no way I could have a call at 100%. Or, and I love the memes because people are so bored right now. It's setting up these like... <laughs> desks all over their house and you're like this is so awesome but it's it's realistic nobody is working at full capacity so give your give everybody a break it's it's okay like take a deep breath the world is going to survive that's the other realistic situation what it looks like nobody knows how long does it how long does this go on flip a coin um anybody's guess is as good as anybody's um i mean i mean you can read so much online and it can go both ways. Um, and it just one got sent to me about the German finance minister just killed himself. And you're sitting there going, "What does that mean? Um, is, 
Was it because he knows something that we don't? Or is it because he just had other shit going on? Yeah. Probably more or less to do with this. But uh, it, it, stuff like that, it just, it's a rabbit hole. So I kind of sit there and go, cool, like what can I control? Um, I've looked over my, my numbers. I'm good. Okay. Now, how do we look over those clients? Because if I'm not here, like it's bad for them. So I got to make sure I'm my family's good first. Then I start looking down the list of like, top 400 clients okay what what's their deal are they okay have they got cash and sadly some are going to get burned um that's that's and i feel for them um and speaking to other business owners or service industry people they're like yeah there's a lot that aren't going to thrive but maybe it's an opportunity to try again because uh what's what's gary v's thing like oh you didn't make it by 30 stop stop like shitting on yourself yeah people don't make it until they're 50 you know like Oh, you're 45 and you got to restart. Welcome to the club. Um, how do you recreate? You're not dead, you know. And I, I, and I, I mean, I still love the like working out at home stuff too. It's awesome. Like maybe this is opportunities, and that does go by the wayside. But uh, going going through routine is a big one for me. I mean, I actually put on uh, uh, I put on jeans and a new T-shirt for just a call. Like you're not seeing me, but I go, you know, it's gonna make me feel like I'm actually doing something. Yeah. Whereas instead of sitting in my like Lulu shorts and uh, sleeper shirt or whatever the hell that thing, what I, I don't know, I call it a sleepy time shirt. And I'm, <laughs> um, but uh, that's what I'm wearing just, right now. Yeah, exactly. But, I put on a hat for this interview. I thought that was being fancy. <laughs> I put on, I brushed my teeth. I put on deodorant. I was like, this guy can't smell me. So I don't even know why I'm doing this, but it still makes you feel better. Totally. Or, you know, like after the market's closed for me, I can like, okay, I can work till whenever, but it's like, you know what? I'm going to go work in the garden and I'm going to go make sure all that stuff is planted. And funny enough, my watch, I, I, I my car got broken into I know, a month ago and uh, I got a new Garmin. And it tells me when I'm stressed. Uh, I have had to turn off that feature a few times. Um, so you sh you should breathe. You're stressed. Fuck you, watch. I am not stressed, and, and no wonder men die sooner too. Um, but but it it's kind of sitting there like, yeah, I'll go spend some time in the garden, and I'll plant my seeds, and I'll I'll just take a second. You know what? The like. Uh, Okay, the world's going to survive. It's survived probably worse things, probably. Just you, you and I and most of the world, I mean, not most of the world, but uh, a vast majority of the world never experienced a world war. Mm -hmm. um, I mean... That, okay, that's an interesting point. That's one thing that I've like constant, or I've had a couple of conversations about with people is, is this that bad? Like, is COVID-19 as bad as people are reacting to it? When you look back at like SARS or H1N1 or any other like pandemics that went yep. global, the the difference today is that technology is so much farther advanced. So everyone is eating, breathing, Connected. sleeping, social media articles that are not accurate fact, that are not written by doctors, <sighs> that are like their friend posted something that they read on Reddit, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically you or, you or I posted it. Exactly. So – that's like time will tell. I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to make an, a guess on that. Uh, doctor, it's more just Dr. like. Dr. Dumas has a nice ring to it though. <laughs> my grandpa was a doctor actually. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm getting at is more like, 
I don't know how bad this is. I'm nope. like listening to the medical professionals that are telling us to stay inside and all that kind of stuff. But is it just blown up so much so quickly because technology is so much more advanced than it was the last time this type of health concern happened? And so, so I'm, I'm going to take a, a different approach. My, my great auntie, she's like 96, I think somewhere in there. She, she's, she's pushing a hundred. Let's put it that way. And, uh, this is a bunch of years ago. We're driving out to a wedding in Pitt Meadows for my cousin. And we've always got along really well. She's like, you know, I feel bad for you. And then I was like, oh, how come? She goes, you're growing up in this world. You know, it's just so hard. And there's so many, there's so many things going wrong. And I was like, yo, like maybe at the time she's 90. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so let's call this six years ago. So that was 2014. So she's born in like what, 1934, 1930. Yeah. Somewhere in there. No, 19. 34? Yeah, some, well, something like that. Something like that. 24, 34, somewhere in there. I'm, I use a calculator for most of my math equations. But um, <laughs> I, uh, you kind of sit there and go, so you, you were born in a world war, first world war. You lived through the second world war. There's Nam. There's uh, what other wars? Like We've been alive since the Iraq war, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, there's been some back, but no cold war, no nothing. I go, you just... Like if, if they had Twitter during World War II of the people that died <laughs> every day, that thing would be so depressing yeah. um, that you kind of sit there and go, okay, is this bad? Yes. Are we connected that makes it worse? Yes. Is there no distractions? Yes. Um, but, I, but I also sit there and go, what, like, what can I do right now about this? I can wash my hands. Great. I can um, not go out. Great. Um, but other than that, I really have zero control. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things we live in a first world, we are very privileged. Um, and, and I think, and I've read a little bit about it, but, but I've, some of the, the quippets you hear, one of them was, we don't know if we're doing too much. We don't know if we're overreacting, but we will know if we didn't do enough. Totally. And I was like, that's valid. Okay. Uh, I'm, I can get behind that one. You know, how hard is it to sit in my house for the next three weeks? Um, and, and again, fortunately, I've got space in my house. Fortunately, we've got heat and water and food and a backyard. Like, I'm, we, we are very fortunate in that sense. Um, but how hard is this? Like, just, just chill at home. Um, or if you go out, like, avoid people like the plague. And it's not you, it's everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so that to me i go god like we are very privileged is this bad probably and you know what i'm going to be precautious i mean i love the people being like the government is spreading this and you're like i don't know if it works that way um <laughs> they're holding back the v vaccine you're like i don't think so uh, i don't like maybe i'm being naive but i don't think that's a real world you're living in um, but it, we'll see time will tell. And, and I don't think it's, I mean, I spoke to, I've spoken to a few doctor clients they are like, this isn't as bad as SARS. This isn't as bad as MERS. This isn't as bad as H1N1. Um, but it's the transmission of it. I mean, I, I, right. I saw an interesting one that was, uh, they showed, they pinged cell phones down in Miami 
Um, and then they followed where they went over like a, a couple successive weeks. Um, and how far these people actually spread yeah. from that yeah. Miami beach spring break to where they went to all of the States. And you're like, Whoa, uh, we're pretty, we're pretty connected. And how many people you see and how quickly they're saying this can spread. You kind of sit there, yo, again, just take a second. Let's, let's all hang out for two weeks. And, and I get money. People got to work, but you go, if that's how bad it is, like, <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not going to war. Um, the vast majority of people won't die from this. Um, let's just, let's give it two weeks because if we don't, then this thing spreads on for six months and it's worse for everybody. For sure. Um, and that's maybe a perspective because I'm very fortunate to be able to hang out at home for two weeks. Um, I mean, we were, we were a little bit nervous to go to the hospital, right? I was like, Oh God, like, What's going to happen there? And I bet you the hospital has never been so clean. <laughs> totally. There's nobody there, for one thing, because all elective surgeries are canceled. You're walking around the halls and everybody, like you see somebody walking down the hall and you're like, you immediately like hug the wall. You don't touch the wall, but you're as close as possible. They're on the other wall. You're, you're hitting every single hand sanitizer along the way. Um, and... I don't know about you, but like I stop breathing when I go past people. Like, oh, I'm not gonna get their, I'm not gonna get their droplets. And my wife is a nurse, so I was like, does that work? She's like, no. And I'm like, okay, should I wear a mask? She's like, no, don't wear a mask. You're an idiot. And I was like, cool. Uh, and I mean, you have to come through the emergency after 8 p.m. So I went out to go get food, and I came back, um, and they like look at you like you have the plague. And like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm holding up my little wristband for my to get up to maternity. But even maternity, you're only allowed one visitor. So that was me. You're not allowed to exchange visitors. So it was quiet. Uh, I mean, the nurses barely came in and out. And they all have masks on with plastic shields and gloves and full scrubs. And you're like, you know what? I actually feel a lot safer. Um, and I think... I, I went to the sevens a few weeks ago or a few weeks ago now, whenever it was in Vancouver, three weeks ago. And I go to the bathroom and there's a lineup for the men's bathroom. And I don't know when the last time you were at a stadium was, but there's typically no lineup at a men's bathroom. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I get in there, I, I pee, I turn around and all of these guys are washing their hands vigorously. <laughs> and I, I wanted to like clap and be like, you know, great job guys. Uh, you guys should have been doing this from the beginning. Like you disgusting pigs. Um, get, my mom always drilled into me, wash your hands. And at the time as a little kid, you're like, ah, oh, this is so dumb. But now you're like, it's a habit of like, oh, I'm going to wash my hands after I go to the bathroom or like before I, before I eat. And now it's just kind of uh, exacerbated it of like, <laughs> you're afraid to touch the, the, uh, uh, the handle to turn the water on and off afterwards because you're like oh god i touched it before washing my hands in this <laughs> whole cycle you're like, this sucks um but so be precautious like that's how how difficult is that right. um but again we, coming from a place of privilege totally we, we gotta run we got another phone call that's fine that's fine thank you very much for your time congratulations to you and uh your family baby number two it's very exciting thanks guys yeah stay safe we'll chat soon chat soon thanks brady bye